Annie McKenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. All right. Welcome back to Freshman Founders. Uh, This is part two of investing. But really quick, just want to recap in case you hadn't um, heard part one or you are just forgetful. We talked all about in the first one really getting started um, with investing and really thinking about how much money do you need to raise? And if you're just getting started in the process, we talked all about bootstrapping your business, moving up to then family and friends. What is it like to take on money um, from people who are close to you? And then we went through talking about taking on a loan, which scares me. Banks scare me. But hey, it's an option. Scary. <laughs> I'm And and then some other uh, sources of funding that we talked about were crowdsourcing and charge cards. So let's dive right in. Angel investors. Who are they? What do they want? An angel investor is a wealthy individual who has interest in what you're building, um, maybe has worked in the industry before, has experience, has connections, obviously has to have money. Um, and probably is passionate passionate about what you are doing. Uh, it's likely that angel investors have a full-time job somewhere else. This may or may not be their first investment. Typically, the way that an entrepreneur would get connected to an angel investor, it really comes back to your network and how hard you, you, know, you work the network. Um, you know, because you're going to be... Uh, talking and getting advice from advisors and mentors. You're going to be out there in the community really promoting your product. And that's where you hope angel investors start to hear about you and where you start getting connected to them. The best thing an entrepreneur can hear is they're talking to a close mentor and they go, you know, I know a guy or I know a woman who would be really interested in knowing about this. And then they will tell you, this is how she she got really successful. Mm -hmm. And now she's hanging. (laughs) And she's really interested in making an investment. So let's get you guys together. Um, But we're here to tell you from personal experience that expect about 2 to 3% of those working out. It's just real. But that just means open your pool to a lot more potential angel investors. The average angel investment is $75,000. So if you've determined how much money you need to raise and, you know, it's somewhere in that area, angel investors might be the move for you. Um, there's definitely there's definitely good things and bad things about them, of course, just like any other. But the good things are angel investors probably have experience in your area or connections Um, to people that you are going to want to meet. They are probably going to be a great spokesperson for you and your business. Um, And they're going to obviously want to represent your brand very well because they're invested. Uh, Sometimes they may actually help do a specific thing in your business, just depending on how involved they are. They might, you know, maybe if they have accounting experience, they'll help you or point you in the right direction of kind of where to go for that. Ken's touches on a great 
idea here that the difference between um, it's commonly known as dumb money versus smart money. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the younger phases of life, you know, money is was everything to us. We're like, yes, take a check. But we've really quickly learned that it is so much more valuable to have someone that can really back up that check with, like Mackenzie's saying, with some help towards your business or they can bring on a strategic partnership that will provide even more growth and wealth for your company than that singular check can. So it's important to try and find, as people mostly call it, the smart money. So last episode, we mentioned accredited investors. Um, An accredited investor has to make $200,000 by themselves or $300,000 with a spouse. Like that's what it actually, you know, there actually are those guidelines to legally allow them to do this um, responsibly. And the guidelines are there because, mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about in, in part one of this with the family and friends, you know, things get messy when people aren't to the level where they should be letting go of their, you know, funds and what they're making. Mm-hmm. And so there needs to be guidelines to help keep things, yeah. you know, the relationship safe between an entrepreneur and an, an accredited investor. Mm-hmm. An entity can also be an accredited investor, uh, a company it can invest. If it's a private business and um, the assets have to exceed $5 million. So those are kind of the guidelines if a company wants to invest in your business. We actually know a company in town that got money from a famous musician. That's somebody who... Uh, You know, they have music connections. Obviously, they have money that they are willing to lose. Um, But it's not like they invest for their job. It's not like that's something that they do. They just invested in this company because they believe in the brand and, um, you know, can afford to lose the money. And because we're still working with individuals and people here and we haven't gotten to the funds you know, that are doing this, you know, really full time, you still need to set clear parameters, even if they are accredited investors. What is that relationship going to be like? What is the communication style going to be like so that you can mitigate that down the road when it's two years from now and things, you know, maybe blow up and get crazy? How are you going to handle all that? (laughs) The next uh, level of investing would be an angel fund or a syndicate, which is a group of individuals investing. Um, this is a little more serious than just an angel because, you know, their full-time job is managing all of their portfolio of investments. A syndicate specifically is a VC fund created to make a single investment. The level of, of involvement will still depend on the, the people in it, but it's, it's a little more serious than just um, one person writing a check for you. In our particular experience, like they were the glorified angel investors, but on a secure platform like the fund, it was a group of three and they all had really successful ventures in um, industries that we were interested in incorporating even more into. So that was awesome for us. Um, But there's other funds out there that 
man, it's crazy. There's, you know, funds where you go and you pitch and there's 50 people pooling their money together and then they all form into that angel fund. So you go and pitch. It's usually once a month. They have a group of various entrepreneurs come and pitch their idea and then the whole group decides where they want that money to go. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's a great option. Uh, personally, for us, we're trying to really minimize the amount of voices in the room um, with Eva Moore. And so we just are going about it um, our particular way. And honestly, you know, people ask us a lot of times, too, how do you meet these people? How do you... How do you even run a business while trying to raise money at the same time? Oof. Because it is extremely time consuming. If you are looking for more money, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or more, it's going to take a while. It's not going to be an easy one day experience. It's going to take months, if not more, to to finalize that money and actually walk away with a check. It is such a process, and honestly. Let your community help you. Um, For a really long time, I had the issue of, you know, I didn't necessarily want to ask for help all the time or feel Mm -hmm. like we needed to talk about some of the things we were struggling with. But we find when people know what you're looking for, it's on their radar and they're connecting you to people. And so really recommend if there's, you know, an entrepreneur center in your town mm-hmm. or a think tank, um, usually investors kind of are mentors there or they hang out at the pitch competitions, you know, mm-hmm. they're, or they're asked to be judges. Yep. Um, look at those communities and, you know, openly talk about it with your um, advisors or mentors. Or if you have a professor in entrepreneurship, talk to them about what's, you know, available to you. Um, and, it's funny. I mean, it's it's a it's a pretty funny story how we actually met our fund. <laughs> yeah. So we were seniors in college, uh, second semester. Like graduation is coming up. We know we need to either raise money or we're gonna have to get jobs. Screw so, that. Real jobs, like apply with a resume, <laughs> real, <laughs> and like not do even more full time, um, which would suck. So we've worked so hard on it. We were like, all right, we have to raise money. I mean, this has to be our career. So it was probably two months before graduation. And Channing gets a message on LinkedIn from a financial advisor just looking for our business. And first of all, it's like, dude, we're a startup. We have no finances for you to advise. (laughs) There's no no business that you... You know, you don't want to hang out with us. <laughs> we're a waste of your time right now. We were, we really were. And so, you know, he kind of was nice about it, but we were like, there's no way we can give you our business. We and, can't afford to do that. And guess what he did? He said, if there is anything I can ever help with, let me know. And we said, we are actually looking to raise some money. If you know anyone that's interested in this idea, since you were interested in reaching out to us because you liked our concept, let us know. And what did he say? <laughs> oh, my father-in-law is actually uh, an, inve- an angel investor. So, interesting. We got hooked up with him. Uh, the vetting process for him to vet our business was still... I mean, four, five months, I think even. It was intense. But it was crazy kind of what that connection was. 
And then he also happened to have um, a son who was in a band that we've booked before. Small world. So there was all these kind of weird connections. but And he's not even in Nashville, this guy. Yeah. But they ended up, um, their fund ended up uh, helping us raise our first round. Absolutely. And so it goes to show that here we are talking about, you know, of course, like, Talk to your community, get plugged in. That's just as important for things to come. But we literally got investment technically from LinkedIn. So yeah, that's wild. This is a great time to talk about um, convertible notes because this is something that you can ra- – it's a format to raise money on. And you can do it with an angel, with a fund. Um, you can bring family and friends onto it. It's kind of like a nice big party that people can come <laughs> and join. And so I want to take a quick minute to talk about what does that term sheet look like? Because, uh, man, we had no idea, but there was so much to learn. Like there should be a whole course – all about the term sheet and really being careful about clauses that are pro-entrepreneur and not for the entrepreneur, really reading into those. Um, And so with convertible debt, there's all these things like, okay, this is how much you're going to loan out to me. This is how long I have to pay you back. Mm -hmm. If I don't, that turns into equity. So it's basically a great way for entrepreneurs to (laughs) feel like they're not giving up equity Mm -hmm. right now and hopefully get the money to pay it off. But then there's also this other clause that you are, because they're like buying into you at the beginning, they're believing in you and they're not taking equity right now, they get a discounted rate to come in on the next round if you raise an equity round um, or just raise a round of financing. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, a lot to think about with that. But convertible notes are a great option, especially if you don't want to determine your valuation right now. Um, That was super helpful for for us in times of big growth. We're like, well, dang, I mean, we're growing fast. We don't want to set our valuation right now because in six months we might be double. Um, That a convertible note... It's an alternative option to um, just straight equity, and it's a way for you to have a loan um, and take that from an investor instead of a bank, but there's some caveats, so make sure to look into that. Um, And finally, there's a lot of great templates online for all of this. Uh, Really just Google, like, you know, startup term sheet equity round, startup term sheet convertible note, and you'll see everything we're talking about here all laid out and highlighted. This stuff can be, if you have no idea what we're even talking about, um, it can definitely be kind of confusing and maybe even really boring, uh, <laughs> but there's plenty of people who probably don't know this stuff and should know this stuff um, you know, before they start actively looking for money from investors. So finally, the last type of investor, which I'm sure most people have heard of, is a VC, a venture capitalist. These are the guys on Shark Tank. These are people that uh, are probably very successful entrepreneurs who have gotten lots of money in their own businesses and probably off of other big companies, you know, companies that we use every day, Um, Twitter, Facebook, not even just social media, like, you know, big banks, all these, all, uh, all companies that are public, those, uh, probably raised venture capital. 
And typically with a with a VC fund, um, you know, there's going to be managing partners that oversee, you know, this fund full time because when you're dealing with typically a VC fund has at least 25 million in their, mm-hmm. you know, first round, if not more. I mean, it kind of ranges from 25 million all the way up to hundreds of million in a round. And that's what they have to budget to invest in their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have uh, the managing partners, which that's a great um, title to look for, um, you know, on LinkedIn and in emails. Um, and that's the person that's full time running the show. So if venture capitalists are looking, you know, to make five to ten times what they put in to your business. That's the kind of cash they're looking to get back. So if they're putting in three million, they want 30 million, you know, like, and they want this not in 10 years. They're going to want it two. Um, it's really there. You're, you're getting an infusion of capital so you can grow fast and you can be, um, a totally different company, honestly, at that point. You know, you have to obviously have big plans for hiring, growing your technology if you uh, have that aspect in your company, um, scaling. These big companies uh, are really going to be the ones looking for venture capital. We actually had the opportunity to take venture capital um, while we were in the Accelerator Project Music, this was three years ago now, we, um, you know, had done tons of pitching to all types of big VCs, very intimidating. And we actually, you know, started going down with one guy from New York, and it got to the point where, you know, we could have taken on tons of money. But we ended up not going with that because the idea of our brand, you know, where we thought, where we saw it going and where he saw it going was the opposite direction. Um, you know, he said, you should change your name to fratbookings.com and drop out of school and, you know, I'll give you this money. And we knew that we were bigger than just frat parties that's what we started doing while we were still in college was putting on uh, parties like that. But we knew that there was going to be more opportunities for us to grow our business outside of that college market. And we still had our whole senior year to validate our idea, not make a ton of mistakes spending and finish school, which our parents are very happy about. Absolutely. And that's that's an example right then and there that, you know, but at the end of the day, it was that VC's job to think, Okay, infusion of capital now, exit soon. Um, just like that. You know, mm-hmm. they weren't there to think about, oh, but we want to be this. Yeah. There, down the line. They're like, well, with this idea, this is where we can get it. So mm-hmm. let's get that there. We're about to conclude here on part two of investors. We just talked about the difference between an angel investor, a fund, a syndicate. To a venture capitalist fund. A lot of different options, as you can see, and maybe you'll start to have an idea of what might be the best route for you. Oddly enough, it really ranges on expectations of investing based on where you are in the country. Yeah. I'm sure you've all heard about Silicon Valley, and you know that's where these big VCs are. Totally true. There are some big ones in New York as well. And, you know, here we are, though, like we personally, we're in the southeast 
and you know raising money just looks a lot different yeah for us mm-hmm. you hear a lot of entrepreneurs saying i need to go out of the southeast to even raise you know i'm taking trips to chicago new york la silicon it's totally true um but we're here to say that you can um get strategic and there's a lot of funds out there in the southeast We've actually not raised money in Nashville, but we've raised money surrounding Nashville. And we've noticed that it's much higher expectations for lower capital exchanged. Mm-hmm. Just be just be wary of it. We're being mm-hmm. honest with you. I mean, people here, they're a lot more conservative with their cash. You know, here, Ken's was talking about these VCs and, you know, they're putting in millions of dollars. Honestly, some of the expectations of a VC comes with a $500,000 check here. It's just lower scale. You have to work a lot harder. So we just talked about a lot. I know that's a lot to take in, but hopefully we helped you kind of navigate at least where you need to be looking if you are thinking about raising money. We'd love to hear any questions or any feedback if you know you'd like to talk to us a little bit more about this. You can always email us at founders at freshmanfounders.com and we look forward to helping you on this journey see you next week